Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is in the Dharm daf Samach Vav. We are holding at the Mishnah on the top of daf Samach Vav Amr Aleph. This is the last daf of the ninth parrot of Mesechus Nadarim. Today's shir is sponsored by Dr. David Landerer in honor of his wife and children and Le'ili Nishmas' mother, Golda Basimcha Aleh Shalom. It's also sponsored for, for, for a Rafur Shalema for Sarah Rivka Bashinda Bela, who's having surgery today. She should have a Rafur Shalema Besoch Shar Chola Yisrael. It's also sponsored on behalf of Simcha Benam Kohen Ben Yochevet for Rafur Shalema, who had surgery yesterday. He too should have a Rafur Shalema Besoch Shar Chola Yisrael. It's also sponsored in memory of or by Tzipi and Rabbi Dr. Aaron Ross uh, in, uh, and family to mark the second yard site of Tzipi's father, Mr. Shlomo Fredman, uh, Shlomo Chaim Aryeleh ben Shmuel Nachman HaKohen, uh, who is proud of his children and grandchildren's commitment to Torah and mitzvos. Neshama should have an aliyah, and it's also sponsored by Yal and Yosef Gervich in appreciation of their children's Rebbeim and Morot. We thank all of the sponsors very, very much for the sponsorship. So what we're going to talk about today is we're going to continue discussing what is a valid Pesach for a neder and what is not a valid Pesach for a neder. So the Mishnah is going to talk about whether you could be Poseach by, uh, by saying, you know, if you would have known that this neder is going to make Shabbos and Yom Tov uh, really difficult, it's going to be that certain things are going to not be enjoyable about Shabbos and Yom Tov as a result of this neder, would you have taken such a neder? Then we're going to talk about if a person takes a neder that incorporates many things on this and this and this and this. So if you're matir one of those things, are you matir all of them automatically or can you maintain parts of the neder independently and how that may relate to the language a person uses when uh, taking the neder. Then the next mission is going to talk about whether we could be poseach, bikvod atzmo, bikvod banav. They tell him, you know, if you would have known that it's going to be embarrassing for your children, that people are going to say not nice things about your children as a result of that neder. So is that something that's worthy of, uh, of uh, that, is that something that you would have uh, that you would have thought twice and, sh- and would not have taken the neder? And one of those things that might be embarrassing to the children is that the parents are divorced. So a neder that a man is going to say that an Israel with his wife is going to cause the end of the marriage. So he didn't, he's thinking about his own marriage, but he's not thinking about his children necessarily at the time that he took that neder. So that Gemara is Gonna, gonna, the Mishnah rather is going to discuss what if a person takes a neder that he's not going to marry a certain woman because of some objective criteria a particular complexion, a particular height, uh, you know, something of that nature, and then it turns out that she's not that. So is the is the neder binding or not? And the Gemara is going to discuss you know, there are two ways to look at that case. What do you mean it turns out that she's not that? One way it could turn out that she's not that was it was a mistake the whole time. He didn't know. He thought that she she was very short. Turns out she's very tall. Or the other way it could turn out that she's not that is it changed. She grew. She changed in some way. So once we're on the topic of changing in some way, the Mishnah tells us a Misa of a girl who is not particularly attractive, but Rabbi Shmuel uh, you know, uh, made sure that uh, she was able to present herself in the best possible way, and then she became uh, very attractive. And the Gemara tells us that because of that, Rabbi Shmuel was somewhat of a hero for Jewish women, because uh, he always uh, present, made sure that they were able to present themselves in the in the most attractive way possible. The Gemara is then going to tell a number of stories 
about certain Tanaim that were mezalzel in the, their own Kavadat Torah in order to create Shalom bein ish ishto and others who said that it's not worth being mezalzel in their Kavadat Torah. Um, and then uh, the Gemara is going to tell uh, a final story uh, once it's telling us about some of the Tzitkos of Ram Shumagam Liel and Rabbi Shol Rabbi Yossi, it brings a final story about the Tzitkos of Bav Ben Buta um, also related to, uh, to being mezalzel in his own Kavod in order to uh, to, to make shalom bein ishle ishto. So Amidbeis um, is basically a lot of uh, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, stories, a lot of agadita. So let's begin with the Mishnah on the top of Samach Vav Amid Aleph. So says the Mishnah. Post can be Amtovim b'Shabaso. So the Chacham or the Beisim can find a pesach for the neder if a person took a neder not to eat meat, not to drink wine for a particularly long amount of time. Let's say for a whole year, we could say to him, Had you known that you're not allowed to cause yourself tsar on Shabbos and Yom Tov, would you have taken the neder? And if he says, no, I never would have taken a neder under such circumstances, then, uh, then, then we could be matir the neder. There's a discussion in the, uh, in the Rishonim, where does it say that you're not allowed to cause yourself tsar on Shabbos and Yom Tov? Meaning there is a mitzvah of Oneg Shabbos, there might be a mitzvah of Oneg Yom Tov, there's a mitzvah of Simchas Yom Tov, but it doesn't say anywhere that you're not allowed to cause uh, tsar uh, as a result of the Yom Tov. The Ran also points out that certainly the guy that took the neder knew that there were Shabbos and Yom Tov that fall out during the year. He took a nether. He's not going to eat meat and, and drink wine the whole year. You had to realize that at some point in the year there's a Shabbos. There are many Shabbosos that there are many Yom Tovim throughout the year. So you can't be that if he would have known that uh, these days would be Chal during the time of his nether that uh, he wouldn't have taken the nether. That, that's, that's ridiculous. It's the Tsar of Shabbos and Yom Tovim, says the Ran. It's that we tell him, look, you knew what you were getting into, but did you realize how bad that is? Did you realize how usher that is? How inappropriate it is to cause yourself tsar on Shabbos and Yom Tov. However, t- the Rush and Tosa say that we're poseich, we're poseich in the fact that had you paid attention to at the time of the neder that there are Yom Tovim and Shabbosos uh, that you're chayiv to be misanigin, would you have taken the neder? When he says uh, no, I wouldn't have, then we're matir the neder. So it sounds like just the, uh, of course he knew, but it's just that he wasn't thinking about that. He was just thinking, oh, I- I'm not supposed to eat uh, red meat, so I'm taking a neder. I'm not going to eat meat. But he just wasn't thinking about the Shabbos ramifications of that. So now we're drawing his attention to those Shabbos ramifications. But he showed you Omrim, back in the Mishnah, um, originally, until this, uh, the time of Rabbi Akiva, they used to say that the neder is not nitar uh, entirely, that osan hayamim mutarin v'shar kol hayamim asurin, that if, we, if the Pesach for the neder is, if you would have realized the great mitzvah of Onik Shabbos, of Simchas Yom Tov, would you have taken the neder? So then, and he says no, so we say, okay, so on Shabbos and Yom Tov the neder is lifted, but the neder still remains in place for all the other days of the year. Ad Shabbat Rabbi Akiva Valimed until Rabbi Akiva came along and he disagreed with the original impression of the Chachamim and Limed, the Bach writes, means he was Hochiach Min HaTorah, that uh, he was able to prove his point, Shaneder Shutar Miklalo, Hutar Kulo, that the neder, that some of the neder became Hutar, if any portion of the neder became Hutar, then the entire neder, uh, the, the entire neder goes, goes away. Uh, the uh, the Ran writes on Chavzayin Amr Aleph 
that in the name of the Ramban, that that's Dafka, if Hutar Miktsaso, Al Yide Pesach, it's Hutar Kulo. But if part of the Neder is Nitar Al Yide Harata, then we don't say Hutar Kulo, meaning it sounds like this Klal that applies to all Ndarm. Not true. It depends how we're, uh, we're taking apart the Neder. If the way we're taking apart the Neder is with the Pesach, so in the place where we find the Pesach, it's not limited to that place. It, uh, it impacts the entire Neder. But if it's about Harata, then only in the area where he has charata does the nether disappear. Tosvos is quoted in the Ran over there, and the Rush say that no, even Ali de Charata, Nedr Shutar Muksaso, Hutar Kulo, and that's also the sheet of the Rashba and the Rambam. The Rush in his Psakim quotes the sheet of the Ramban that Dafka be Pesach, and he does not even quote his own Shita or the sheet of the Rashba Rambam. He only quotes the Shita of the Ramban. So again, so Nedr Shutar Muksaso, and therefore, this guy is, is allowed to eat meat and drink wine um, uh, the, to, throughout the rest of the days of the year, just not on Shabbos and Yom Tov. And the reason is, uh, the, the, the explained in the Yerushalmi, because the Pasuk says, Kichol So it sounds like if it's if Kol is Chal, then he could do the way he the way he uh, took a neder. But it's not Chal Chatzayin. And therefore, he's allowed to eat meat and drink wine throughout the year. Shabbos, Yom Tov, weekdays, everything. So Ketzad, uh, what was the situation where Bikiva says that Neder Shutam Ksaso Hutra Kula, what was the language of his Neder? person takes a nether, I'm taking a nether that I'm not going to be nether um, from all of you. And it was just one amira. That, that was the whole statement. Uh, if, one, if let's say he didn't know at the time of the nether that one of the people there was his father or was his brother and therefore they were able to be matir for one of the people, then hutrukulan, then uh, it's hutar for all of the for all of the people, um, because uh, the neder was hutar mitzaso, and therefore it's hutar uh, it's hutar kulo. Now back in the sugya and chavhei chavav, we had a machlokas amoraim. How to explain this mishnah? We had a machlokas between Rava and Rabba. That Rabba held that the din of hutar mitzaso is even when the neder doesn't uh, was not choser from the nusach of the neder. He says even if he would have known that his father was there, he would have been madir all the other people with the nusach of kulchem. It's just that he would have added the words chutzmei abba. Uh, but Rabba understands that in such a case, even Rabbi Akiva would be moder, would be moder that we don't say hutar miksaso hutar kulo um, and it's only the father that's uh, that's mutar. He has to say, I would have changed the entire language of the neder. So that's the machlokas amorayim that we have in the Gemara back uh, earlier in the Masechta. Now, if he did not incorporate everybody in a single phrase, in a single lushan of neder, Rather, he said, He said to the first guy, I'm taking another not to be nana to you. And then on the second guy, like the first guy, and the third guy, like the second guy, and the fourth guy, like the third guy. And that's what he keeps saying. And you should be like you, and you should be like you. So, Hutar Harishon, if the first one becomes Hutar, then Hutrukulan. Then in the Spardach everything else falls apart. They all become Hutar because everyone was totally on the guy prior to him. So, if the first guy in line was Hutar, so they're all Hutar. Ha'achron, and if the last one, then the last one is mutter, but all the other ones are asur. You can't say neder shuter muktsaso because the isra of the achron was an add-on on top of 
the previously existing Yisurim. In the parentheses, you have Hutar Emsai, Hemen Lumata Mutar, Hemen Lumala Asr. There's nothing wrong with that line in the sense that it's it's accurate, it makes sense, it's just that uh, it's not part of the Mishnah. It appears to be from uh, from a Brisa that was incorporated into the Gemara that we had in the earlier Sugya where we discussed this, you know, back on Daf Chavav. So that's why it's in parentheses, just because it's not accurately to be part of the Mishnah, but La Halacha, it's accurate. Now, if he says, Sha'ni that which I am nana from this guy should be ushered to me like a carbon. And then he says to a second guy, that I know from that guy should also be on me like a carbon. Since he said and it's considered as if he took an independent nether from each of them totally separately. And therefore, you have two nedarim that are completely uh, independent of each other. Each one is going to require its own heter. So if you're mater, only one of them, the other nether remains standing. So now the Mishnah explains another situation of a nether. A person says, that I'm taking a nether about any wine that I shouldn't uh, drink any wine and he explains why he's taking the nether because wine is really bad for you so Amrlo, they say to him uh, didn't you read the new medical studies not all wine is bad for you aged wine is actually quite good for you it's only new wine that's bad for you so he's allowed to drink yayin miyushan because it turns out that that was a neder betos on an old wine. And it's not only with aged wine that it's motor; he's motor to have all wine because a neder shuta maksasos hutar kulo. And uh, similarly, for konam betzel shanitoim, person says, "I'm not going to eat any onions," and he explains the reason is shabetzel rather late because it's very bad for the heart. Amrulo, and they say to him, not all onions are the same. You ever go to the grocery store and you see the different types of onions? There are a million different types of onions. So you may have heard about a particular type of onion that is bad for the heart. But Amrulo, halo akufri, yafalulev. The betzal akufri is actually quite good for the heart. It's only other betzalim that are bad for the heart. So hutar bakufri, so clearly the nether about the betzal akufri was a nether betaus, and that becomes mutter. Velobakufri bilvadu hutar, but it's not only the betzal akufri that becomes mutter, elobakala betzal. He's mutter in all of the B'tzalim. And Maisahaya, there was a story where the guy took a nether on all different types of B'tzalim because he thought they were bad for the heart. Vitiru Rabbi Meir, B'kola B'tzalim. And Rabbi Meir allowed him to have all of the B'tzalim since uh, the nether is bottle, the gabi the B'tzal kufri And in nether shulta muksasu suta kulo, that is the shita of Rabbi Akiva. So Rabbi Meir uh, agreed to the shita of Rabbi Akiva. Now, the Mishnah said, Hutara achron achron mutter asurin. And then, that's not the line of the Mishnah that we're actually going to focus on. The Mishnah then continues to say, Shani karban karban, that you need a Pesach for each and every one. That's the line we're going to focus on. That if a guy says, whatever I get Hana from this guy should be a carbon, and from this guy should be a carbon, so he used that full phrase, karban, karban, that's what makes them independent in the Dharm that each require their own heter. The implication of the Mishnah is that it's only because he used the word carbon by each of the Nadarim, that's why they're considered independent. But if he said, Karban, Lazer, Ulazer, 
ulazeh, and he didn't continuously repeat the word karban, then they would not, it would all be one big nether. They would not be independent nedarim, and you would be able to say nether shuter mitzaso huter So man tana, who is the tana of the Mishnah who assumes that in order for things to be considered uh, independent nedarim, it's not enough to say lazeh ulazeh that you need to actually say karban by each and every one of them. So Amarava, Rabbi Shimon, he uh, that that is the shita of uh, the 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 the. Of our Mishnah is uh, is, uh, is is uh, is Rabbi Sh- is, is Rabbi Shimon that uh, uh, because Rabbi Shimon is the one that says the shvua So the background to this is in Perak Shvuas Apikadon by five people that are Tovea, one person Apikadon uh, that they uh, that they left by him um, and the uh, Nitva turns to one of the Tovim and he says Shvua Sheinlcha Esli Pikadon. Five different people say, we all gave you our stuff to watch, right? We all gave you a pikadon to watch, each one. So it has a taina against him. So he turns to person number one. He says, Shavua, she'in l'chaetzli pikadon. A shavua, that you don't have a pikadon by me. And then he says to the uh, second guy, and lo l'cha. And then to the third guy, lo l'cha. And the fourth and fifth guy as well. And then it turns out that he was nishpa l'sheka, and the pikadon was in his rishos the whole time. The din is that uh, normally for shua sheker, you have to bring in a sham gazelos. It's a pasuk in the Torah, the Pasuk says. So since he said so it's only one Shavua for all five people and therefore he's one Karban. But if the Nitva said and then he said to the second guy and he said to the third guy not just he kept adding the letter Vav to, uh, to, to, uh, to add. So Rabbi Yudha says it's considered as if he took five separate Shavuos and therefore he's going to need five separate Ashamos. But Rabbi Shimon says that it's not five separate Shavuos. He's not five, five separate Ashamos. It can't just be It's only if he says the word Shavua each and every time that it makes it independent Shavuos. Uh, so, uh, so only then is it considered five separate Shavuos to be Chayvakam for each and every one. So from an hour, our Mishnah in the Dharm that it wants to pick a case where the Nidharm are independent of each other, it says, that he keeps adding the word Karban by each of the Nidharm, and only then are they independent. It sounds like that's assuming, like Shitas Rabbi Shimon, that just saying ulazeh would not be enough to separate them as independent uh, nedarim. So uh, that was uh, so. Then the Mishnah said konim yayin. Shani Toin. He said, I'm taking a neder not to drink wine because it's really bad for you. And they told him, what are you talking about? Yayin uh, Yashan is good for you. So he's Huter Yushan. So it sounds like the heter is only because they found out that wine not only isn't bad for you, but it's even good for you. So the Gemara asks, why do you need to find out that it's even good for you? Just the, the fact that it's not bad for you. Let's just say it's uh, nothing. It's not good or bad for you. That would have been good enough. I Meaning the whole pur- purpose of the neder was was because he thought that it was bad for you. So I'm Rabbi Abba of Od Yafa Katani. You're right. Even if it turns out that it's just not bad for you, it's enough to be matter the neder. The 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 Mishnah when it says Hamiyushin Yafa means to say that not only uh, was it uh, was it, did it become known that it's not bad for you, it's even good for you. So of course it's mutter in that case. But uh, but in Achinami we didn't really need to know that. And the same is true. Shani Toim Shabetzal. Uh, 
uh, we said is uh, he thought it's bad for the heart, and they tell him no, betzal kufri is actually good for you. Why do why do we care that betzal kufri is good for you as long as it's not bad for you? So he's just saying like uh, not only is it not bad for you, it's even good for you. But in it doesn't actually have to be good for you for the neder to uh, to to go away. Uh, okay, new Mishnah. If a person took a neder not to get hana from his wife, and because of that he has to be megarisher, because anyone who's madiris uh, ishto from or that his wife's not going to get hana from him, so uh, so so it's it's so we can ask him: Would you have realized that that would cause a psichas hakavod for yourself and for your children? Um, and w- w- that's a valid uh, pesach. If he says I, I I didn't realize that, so then that's a valid pesach for the neder. We're not choshesh that he's lying because of busha in such a case. So Omrim Lo, So for example, we'll tell him if you would have known Shalomachar that after you divorce your wife, people are going to be mezalzal in your kavod. Omrim Malecha, Kachi Vesto Shalploni, Megarish Noshav. That this guy has uh, a, a commitment problem. He's uh, he's the kind of person that is Megarish whoever he's gonna he's gonna marry. And your daughters, people are going to go around tell us, talking about your daughters and say that your daughters are benos grushos and, uh, and, and therefore uh, that somehow reflects on them that they probably take after their mother and if their mother couldn't make a marriage work then they're not going to be able to make a marriage work. So what Misa did this uh, woman did, did this uh, woman do that caused the mother of these kids do that caused her to uh, to, to get divorced from her husband that the guy didn't want to live with her anymore. Obviously, she must have done something pretty terrible if he wanted to blow up their whole family and destroy the whole marriage uh, uh, over it. So, Amar, uh, and the guy says, if I would have known the type of Lashon Hara that people speak, uh, then lo hayisi know there. I never would have taken a neder that people just are going to automatically make assumptions about my intentions and about why this happened and they're always going to assume these terrible things. I never would have taken a neder. So, hareza mutter, then and that is a valid uh, heter for the uh, for the neder. The Bartanura writes, "Ma rasi uh, is imlo matzaba ervas davar." They immediately go to the worst thing, right? They'll right away say that he found ervas davar, and that's going to be pogame uh, the banim. So in the the chuvas of the Chavetz Chaim in Simulam Ralef, he says that uh, we see that it's a ganai for a person to go around telling everybody oh, that this person's parents are divorced because it, it makes it sound like there was uh, that there was some issue, that there was some problem uh, with one of the parents. But he says, if it's something that's already uh, very well known, so then it's already like something that said, so then you could say, but nevertheless, he discusses if it's some, uh, you know, he, he discusses what the parameters of that are, meaning here it's something that's very factual. You could be saying it without any uh, you know, any exaggeration, any ill will, it's just a fact that the parents are, uh, are divorced. So the Chavetz Chaim is a whole discussion when you can say that when you, uh, when you can't uh, mention it about somebody. So, Konam Shani Noseis Plonus, person takes a neder that I, I'm not going to marry this woman because Ku'ura, because she's very unattractive. Varehi but it turns out it's totally incorrect. She's, uh, she's quite beautiful. Or he says, Shchora, he says, I'm not going to marry her because of her dark complexion and I prefer light complexioned women. Varehi Levana, turns out she has a very light complexion. Or he says, Ktsara, Varehi Aruka, 
that I don't want to marry her because she's too short for me. And it turns out she's not short at all. She's very tall. So Mutterba, he's allowed to uh, marry her. The nether is not chal. So uh, not because uh, he said that she's ku'ura and then she became beautiful afterwards. If that were the case, then uh, then then the nether would be chal because it was actually accurate at the time that he made it. Or or that she had a dark complexion and then she she became lighter or ktsara saruka that she was short and she became tall rather it's because the nether was betalus at the time that he was saying it it simply wasn't uh, wasn't true but uh, if at the time that he was saying it was true and then something changed the nether is in fact chal so now the mission brings a maisa that Rabbi Ishmael was matir someone from their nether about a woman being unattractive if she later if she subsequently became attractive and the Gemara is going to ask that it's a maisa lister because we just said the klal is whatever happens subsequently is irrelevant it has to be the nether is only not going to be chal you can only be matir the nether if at the time the nether was a tautus so maisa that there was a story with a fellow who took a neder uh, from Basachoso. Basachoso would be a typical relative that one would marry one's sister's daughter. So he took a neder. He's not going to get enough from her. He's not going to get. He's not going to marry her because because she was uh, unattractive. And they brought her to base Rabbi Shmuel and they were meaper her. They made her look nicer. And then afterwards, uh, um, the, uh, the the Rabbi Shmuel called over the guy who took the neder. Amalur Rabbi Shmuel beni mizuna darta. He said. Look, Look at her. Is this the woman that you took a nether from? Amrlo Lav. He says, if I would have known that she could, she cleans up so nicely, that she turns uh, so beautiful, I never would have taken such a nether. The Tiru Rabbi Shmuel. So Rabbi Shmuel was uh, matir the, uh, the the nether. From the Lush of the Mishnah, it sounds like he needed to find the Pesach to be matir the nether. And uh, that's what the Ran and Tosas write that Rabbi Shmuel was Pesach Benolad. The Ran writes also that uh, the, the, uh, um, the, 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 that you can't be matir when the Chesronos were nether. Elam from uh, based on Tol and Nidro um, but uh, but but the uh, the the uh, other Rishon, the Shita, the Rush, and the Ritva and the Ramam is right. Bishmal was matted the Neder without a Pesach, either because it was uh, he, he considered it to be a Neder Betanai that she was Kuura and she wasn't, or so it's a total, uh, or it's a Neder Taos. So it's a Neder Tanai where the Tanai was not fulfilled, or it's a Neder Taos. And when you have a Neder Betanai where the Tanai was not fulfilled, or you have a Neder Taos, then the Mafreya it's never Chal at all. So even the Lashon of the Mishnah makes it sound like it was uh, Pesach that he was finding. Uh, it could be that he was just having a conversation to be dramatic over here, but the Nedr goes away automatically. So, at that time, the Rabbi Shmuel saw uh, the poverty of the Jewish people, that because, uh, she was, she, because she was starving, she looked unattractive. So, Rabbi Shmuel cried out, He said, The Benos Yisrael are beautiful. And it's poverty that makes them not look attractive. When Rabbi Shmuel died, uh, the uh, the Jewish women were particularly saddened, and they would uh, say kina. bikina that uh, they were mitzta'er about their uh, their their poverty, and they were worried about who's going to give them nice clothing and dress them up. And it says by Shaul as well. al Shaul bikina not bikina that we cry over uh, over uh, over Shaul. 
because the Pasuk continues, meaning that, uh, that he took care of them, that he took care of the Benos Yisrael. So now, Maisalists start asking more, but wait, the Maisal goes against the Allah that we had said in the previous line of the Mishnah. Previous line of the Mishnah, we said if at the time that he took the nether, Shitaka wasn't beautiful, so then uh, the nether is, uh, is, is, is going to be chal. So says you have to add in a line that Rabbi Shmuel Omer, that Rabbi Shmuel disagrees with the Tanakhama, and he says that even if she started out not attractive and then she became attractive, even if she started out with a dark complexion, became a lighter complexion, she started out short, she became tall. Even in those situations, the nether becomes futar because we are posech by saying that she would become na'a or levana or arucha. Would you have taken the nether? And if he says no, I would not have. Then we're matirit, even though it's a nolad that's not shchiach that's going to come. Rabbi Shmuel holds that we're poseach. Binola, that's how the Ran explains that uh, the machlokas between the Chacham and Rabbi Shmuel is whether we are posech binolad. And that's what the Mishnah brings the Maisa to say that Rabbi Shmuel, Lushitaso, actually followed through on this halacha lemaisa. That Maisa be'echot shenadar mibasachoso, vichnisol beis Rabbi Shmuel, viipua vichule. Right, the whole story that we then told in the Mishnah where she later became beautiful. So now the Gemara brings a Brisa that tells us how he did it. Well, how did Rabbi Shmuel, what sort of uh, Makeover did he do on these uh, Jewish women to make them look more attractive? So it, it, it's amazing. The story uh, just uh, highlights to us uh, how the definition of attractiveness, you know, uh, may change over time. So she had a fake tooth. He gave her a gold tooth, right? So you know, it's like every guy's dream on a shidduch date. He goes and she smiles and a mouthful of gold teeth, and he sees dollar signs, right? So uh, so she had a gold tooth, and that was so. Uh, super attractive. So that's what he, he did. He gave her a shein shel zahav. Kishach Rabbi Shmuel. When Rabbi Shmuel died, pasach aleihu sabdana hachi. The sabdanim uh, would start their husband and they would say, "Benos Yisrael al Rabbi Shmuel bechena." That the Benos Yisrael cry over Rabbi Shmuel, "Hamal bishchan." That who got them dressed in bigdeshani, etc. Meaning the same thing is said about Shaul Hamelach. So there, there are tanaim. The Mishnah, the Gemara is now from till the end of the parak. Tells stories Tanaim who were mezalzel their own kavanat Torah in order to make shalom inishlishto. And the reason we're telling these stories here is because of Rabbi Shmuel, right? Rabbi Shmuel, uh, is this what Rabbi Shmuel needed to be busy with? That he's uh, making, uh, fashioning gold teeth for uh, Jewish girls? Yeah, because he's uh, trying to solve the shidduch crisis. He's trying to help them get married. He's trying to uh, to, to do a kala. So it was a wonderful thing to do. So there was a guy that said to his wife, Konim shiat. Until you give to taste some of your tavshil to Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon. So the woman went to be matim the tavshil to these two tanaim. Rabbi Yehuda taught him. Rabbi Yehuda tasted from it, even though it's uh, zilzal and is covered. So Amar he explained to uh, his, his anagi. He said, "Kavuchomer umalas v'shalom beinishliyshto amratora shmi shenichtav b'kedushi machalamayim amarim." In order to make shalom beinishliyshto, the Torah says that the shame of Hashem that's mentioned in the Parsha Sota uh, is erased on the uh, Mayim Amarim. So Besafek, where uh, there's no Vada'us uh, that the Mechika is going to cause uh, um, is going to cause Shalom between them, because it could be that she was Nitma, it could be she's going to drink the water and it will turn out 
out that she's guilty. And nevertheless, the Torah says, even if it might not cause shalom, there's a chance that it's going to bring shalom. You erase the Shem Hashem on the uh, Mayim because she might be Torah, she might be able to go back to her husband, they might be able to make something over the marriage. So by me tasting something uh, where I know for sure it's going to cause shalom, Allah has come all the more that I'm obligated to do so. But I'm going to be worried about my covenant. The Rebbe Shalom wasn't even worried about his covenant, but Malcolm Suffolk. I'm going to be worried about my covenant, but Malcolm Vadai. Rabbi Shimon lo ta'im, but Rabbi Shimon refused to taste from the tafshil um, because uh, he was he was upset that the husband is being mezalzel in the rabbanon. That what that the rabbanon have to or his uh, you know uh, like uh, uh, have to follow his instructions. So uh, so dafka by uh, uh, a sota that the man is mekayim the shem shemayim that the Torah says that we're mochik the shem Hashem Allah Safik, but a neder, this guy who took the neder uh, was not at all the shame shemayim. So we're not going to be mezalzel in the cover of the chum. That's how the rush uh, and the shittim gvetzes explain that. That's the difference. That's the rejection of the kalvachomer. That uh, when a man is mekan his, his, his wife, he thinks she's been unfaithful to him. So the shame shemayim, he says, I, I have to clarify this. We have to take care of this. So yeah. So when it's done, the shame shemayim, Hakadosh Baruch is willing to erase his name. But someone just stam must be mezalzel in the chachamim. Uh, she, she has the best shalit, and I, I'm going to prove it. Every rabbi in town has to taste her chalent. I don't want to taste her chalent. Why does every rabbi in town have to taste her chalent? That's a zilzil, the cover of the chachamim. So, Amar, Yamusu, kol b'nei almana. Let the neder, uh, the, uh, the noder, um, make his wife into an almana, and all of her children will die because of the, uh, uh, the, the sin of their father, of the neder of their father. But I'm not going to be mezalzal in my kavanah Torah to, uh, to taste this, uh, this tavshil. I mean, what you see from this gemara is that a person doesn't have to, if, if someone else puts himself in a position of their own making, where they, uh, Dafka, are, are, are doing things that are not right, uh, you, don't, you don't have to uh, say, oh, but now I have a halachic obligation. At least that was Rabbi Shimon's approach. I have a halachic obligation to do something. For example, the, uh, the old Shaila. You have two kids in school. One of them takes out a snack, and he's uh, ready to eat. He loves his snack. And his friend uh, sees that it's uh, his favorite kind of cookie. So, and he says, can I have some? And he says, no, I'm actually really hungry. So the friend says, So now, does the kid have to give him the snack? Because uh, otherwise it's going to be a bracha so, uh, so Rabbi Shimon approach there's a right that just because someone else does something that puts themselves in a very difficult halachic position you don't have to jump through hoops to, uh, to, to save them from that of their own doing plus it's going to just encourage this behavior right the same with the snack case it's just gonna, everyone's going to know that's the easy trick if you, uh, you don't have to bring snacks to school just look for who has the best ones and go around making brachas so uh, another story a guy told his wife that you're not allowed to get on for me, until you spit at Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. So Rabbi Shimon Gamliel allowed the woman to come and spit on him in order to create shalom between her and her husband, even though her husband was being ridiculous. So uh, the woman couldn't bring herself to spit like on his body, so she spit on his clothing and uh, to, to, uh, to absolve herself. So the husband intended to be in the cover of and since she didn't spit in his face, she only spit on his clothing, she didn't really do what the husband wanted. So Spitting on the clothing of Ramshumil is taka a pretty big zilzal when it's covered. And therefore for the, that, that's enough uh, to, uh, to to absolve her of the uh, of, of the requirement that her husband had imposed. Who the a guy says 
said to his wife, "Kodem shiat nenesli, neder yinalav get enough from me." At shetiri mum yafes shabayich l'rabbi Yishmael b'rabbi Elsi. Until you show um, the uh, something mum over here doesn't mean a blemish; it means mum. The the the, the Rand says it means something. Until you're able to show something to Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yossi that is yafa, that is nice about you. If you don't have anything nice about you, there's nothing beautiful about you. There's nothing good about you. Then uh, you know. Uh, then this nether is in effect. So Amalehem. So Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yossi wanted to find something nice about her to be mad to her. So Rabbi Shmuel Rabbi Yossi said to his Talmidim, "You know this woman, Shemer Roshana. Maybe she has a nice a shape of a head, right? Meaning something like that." That uh, so Amrullah, uh, they said actually Sagalgal. She has like this round, weirdly shaped round head. It's not attractive at all. Shemasa uh, Arana, maybe she has beautiful hair. Domalanitse Pishta, no, it just looks like raw flax. Her hair, it's disgusting. Shemayna knows, maybe she has very nice eyes. Truto say no, her eyes are like perfect circles. So they're also like these beady eyes. They don't look. Shema is now knows. Maybe she has nice ears. Fulosain, her ears are actually unusually large and they're folded over. Shema Chotmana, maybe she has a nice nose. So Balam, who knows, it's totally closed up. She barely has nostrils. Shema Sivsosan knows, maybe she has nice lips. Avosain, no, her lips are very thick and they're not nice at all. Shema Tzavarana, maybe she has a nice neck. Shakotu, no, she has this tiny neck. It's as if it's not even. In there, it's like her head is just resting straight on her shoulders. Shema Kresana. Maybe she has a nice stomach. So Tzavahu, no, it's totally bloated. So Shema Raglanos, maybe she has nice feet. So Rechavos Kishalavza, no, her feet are like wide, like a, like a goose's feet. Shema Shmana, maybe she has a nice name. Lachluch her name is you know, uh, dirt or uh, disgusting. So Amr Lahan, Yafakarnasalakhlukhashemuluchlachas bemumin. Oh, it's a perfect name. So that's a very, uh, very beautiful for such a woman to have such a name because it's uh, it's very appropriate. Visharya, and that was enough to be mad to her because the name was a name that uh, that was appropriate for her. So he found something Yafa about her. There's a whole discussion in, in the back of the Masift over here about uh, about names of uh, of a person. The uh, the the Me'iri writes that Yofi is kolal, all types of Yofi shabaguf. Not only that, even Yofi Hashem is included in that. And even if the shame is not Yofi Mitzal Atzmo, as long as it's appropriate for the person, that also is uh, is a Yofi of a of a person. But the but uh, but what they point out is that you see that that's considered something that is also beautiful. You don't say ah, name is a label. You know, okay, no, that 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 a name could also be something that's considered Yofi uh, about a person. Obviously, none of this should be taken. The face value, as we say with every agarita, that's it's just the way agarita works. Uh, it's written in a way that it sounds like a cute story, but eyes don't mean eyes over here, and the stomach doesn't mean the stomach, and legs don't mean a leg. And you know, you have to go through on a deeper level what exactly, uh, or try to achieve a deeper level of what exactly all of all of these things actually represent. And then the Gemara tells another story. Bar Bavel, there was a guy that lived in Bavel, the Salaklaru Yisrael, who went to Eretz Yisrael, Nasivitsa, and he married a, a woman from Eretz Yisrael. So they had a language barrier between them. The accent wasn't the same and they never they didn't really understand each other. So Amalai said to his wife, Bashili Li Trey Tilfi, I would like for you to make two adashim. So he meant to uh, make a small amount of adashim, a small amount of lentils, like people say about, uh, you know, whenever they mean a small amount, a small portion, they say one or two. But she wasn't uh, clever enough to realize that he meant um, uh, the, 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 you know, a small portion. So Bashili Li Trey Tilfi, she actually made two little 
little lentils, two tiny little lentils, which doesn't do anything for you. So Ratachala, he got angry at her. Lamachar, the next day when he asked for uh, her to cook something, he, um, he understood that she he can't tell her two like he told her yesterday. So Griva. So she said he said cook for me, and he said an, an exaggerated amount, one of the you know particular amount that would be enough for uh, many many people to to eat. And he figured that if he if when he sent her to Adashim, she did exactly uh, two. But now if he's uh, if she's medayik bidvarav, the the bishul is going to be way too difficult for her. So minastam she'll cook something less. She'll cook a reasonable portion. So bishil griva, but she actually cooked like for an army. She cooked enough. For uh, for everybody, so he kept getting frustrated. So Amrullah, he said to her, "Zili aisili trebutsini, go and bring for me two avatichim. Go and bring for me two uh, melons, uh, watermelons, or some or some other type of uh, melon." So asos aisili treshragi. She went and she brought two candles because apparently they are also called butsini. Uh, that's what the targum on the pasuk bahalos aronas aneros. The targum is yots yas butsinia and he got angry at her even though they're both called Butsina because uh, he thought that she would uh, understand what he was talking about and she didn't. So he got angry. So Amrullah, he said, Zili Tavri, he just got so frustrated already, Zili Tavri Asun Al Reisha Dubava, go and, uh, and break these candles over the, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the doorstep. I mean, the, the Bava is the, uh, the threshold of the house. Go by the threshold of the house, by the lintel of the house and just smash these already. So Havayasa Bam Ben Buta Abava. It happens to be Bava Ben Buta, the great Tamil was right there by the threshold of the house, the Kada in Dina, and he was in the middle of being Dana Din Torah right there, and the woman thought, Reisha Debava is where I'm supposed to break this, like in Amelia Bedelia, sorry, I'm supposed to break it on, on the head of Bava. So So she broke it over Bava Ben Buta's head, um, because that's what she thought her husband was, uh, was saying to her. So Bava Ben Buta said, This is strange. Why would a woman come over to me and just break things over my head? So this what are you thinking? So Amrale, she said, to him, this is what my husband told me to do. So Amar Atasis Ratson Baalech, Hamakum Yotzi Mimach Shnei Banim Kivab Ben Buta. That you're doing the Ratson of your husband, Hakarosh Baruch should give you, should bless you with two sons like Bava Ben Buta. He should give you uh, two sons that are uh, that are of uh, such a such a sta- stature. Even though she was Mizalzel Betamid Chamim, but since uh, she was Betamid, was trying to do the Shem Shemayim to do Ratson Baila, so that's why he gave her such a bracha. I remember one of his Shmuzin. Rabbi Reisman read this Gemara and he said, let me ask you, are you Yotzi Talmud Torah when you read such a, such a story? If you just leave it there and you don't explain any further, is that, is that a key of Talmud Torah? Or you just read an Amelia Bedelia story? So sometimes we, we, have to, we have to look into what it means to be Yotzi Ritzon Bailech and why that's such a big Maila that the Gemara wants to highlight it in such an extreme fashion. But now for now, Hadron Lachar Lezer, Bez Hashem, tomorrow we'll pick up with the 10th paragraph of Mesechus. Good Shabbos, everybody.